0: Hello everybody, welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of an artistic career. This is professional certified mindfulness coach, Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 70. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back, so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo! So it's actually a couple of days before Christmas, as I'm recording this episode, and, um... You'll be getting this after Christmas, but we're preparing for the holidays um, that we are celebrating in our home. And um, last night we got to sleep under the Christmas tree and the kids loved it. Like they just thought it was so magical to do something different. That was a tradition that we had in my family growing up is sleeping in the living room by the Christmas tree during the Christmas season And we're also doing some baking, preparing some – we'll do a Christmas Eve meal tomorrow, actually, and some baked goods that we're going to deliver to some friends. And um, we're practicing with the kids, um, kind of the giving aspect of the holidays, trying to give some things, even though they're so excited to get some presents. Um. I think it's important that they practice this. So some of their little friends were going to be delivering gifts to them. So this time of year, um, and this has certainly been true for our family, we have gotten to experience a lot of feelings. (laughs) And um, especially I turn on the radio and hear news about the Omicron variant and so many different things that are happening in this world. So there's this joy that I've been trying to cultivate and develop with my family. And then I can tell that there's also a whole lot of stress and and things going on. And so um, I have been thinking a lot about cultivating joy in my life. And also helping my clients to find more joy. And this is kind of a a difficult topic to talk about. How can I create and experience more joy when I know that there's so many things going on in this world that, you know, people are suffering? And um, I had a client just this week who said that she wasn't feeling very much joy as a mother. And I mentioned a few weeks ago about um, when we went on vacation, it was like, oh, this is supposed to be the happiest place on earth at Disney World, right? (laughs) And then, you know, even coming home and celebrating the holidays and how it's supposed to be a season of joy. And yet, I saw so many grumpy people at Disney World. And I know that there are so many people during the holidays who feel lonely or stressed or whatever. There's a multitude of feelings. And I am... As an artist and as as an opera singer and as a coach to artists, I am especially thinking of you artists and opera singers around the world who are facing another year of canceled contracts and it might seem like there's no end in sight. So there are, of course, mothers all around the world, artists all around the world, people who feel alone, unwanted, stressed, afraid, and maybe even afraid for their own lives. And there are just a lot of feelings in this world right now. And what I'm about to say is not to minimize the pain that any of you might be going through or that anyone else is going through. But it does help me to think that life has been challenging and has had unprecedented things happening in all you know, all histories of the world, all time periods in the world. People have always suffered and they've always wondered how to have joy. And people will continue to suffer as they search for joy in the future. It's It might seem like it's a hard pill to swallow, but I am a lover of reality. Just like um, what By- Byron Katie said. I'm a lover of reality because if I fight reality, that's when I cause myself more pain. Whereas if I can learn to embrace reality and know that my future and everyone's future is going to have highs and lows, I just really do believe that there is good and challenging in every stage of life. And there's always something to be learned. You know, even the challenging things are so good. So today, if you are feeling any of those uncomfortable feelings, or if you will feel any of them in the future, so basically all of you, (laughs) then I want you to keep in mind that your life will not always feel like this. It is just the way of things. And yes, that also means that when things seem great, that they will get, you know, challenging again. And that doesn't mean anything about what is currently going well. If you remember that the low points are not permanent, then it helps to enjoy your present happiness as well, knowing that happiness will also come again. I just know that a lot of times we might inadvertently um, kind of hijack our present joys because we realize, oh, I'm feeling good right now and it, my life is going to go back to being challenging Um, But on the flip side, remembering that it'll, you know, swing back again, and you're going to experience highs and lows every day, every week, every month, every year for the rest of your existence. It just kind of helps you to um, relax and embrace those moments because happiness always comes again. But to all of you, I I do want to talk about joy, and I want to talk about discovering your own joy and um discovering as much joy as possible. And I'm not talking about, oh wow, everything in my life is so perfect. I'm super rich and I'm h- hot and everyone loves me and so now I'm just really happy. Because that's not really a reality. Like even if you even if you are rich and beautiful and everyone just fawns over you all the time. Notice how many of those people feel lonely and frustrated, and stressed and sad, just like you do sometimes. And those people who appear to have it all—they might, <laughs> they might even feel more horrible because they thought that when they got to this status of having everything, that they shouldn't have to feel all those feelings, and yet they are. I know, it's just the way of the world. It's just the way things are. So I'm not talking about that since it's not reality. I'm talking about creating and experiencing your own joy right now, regardless of your circumstances. And this is one of the most powerful things that you can possibly do in your life. Creating and feeling joy because it can propel you forward into a brighter future. It gives you power in your life instead of giving all of your power away to circumstances or people. And that's an amazing thing. Now, (laughs) I I know what some of you might be thinking. This could be a a tricky concept for a few reasons. One, the first thing is is that, that it doesn't really even sound possible. Like it would be nice, But it can't be that easy to just use your thoughts and create joy in your life, regardless of circumstances. And the second thing that you might be thinking is, well, that sounds a lot like toxic positivity to me. And let's address the first one first. So here's what I would ask you. Could it be possible... To create your own joy with thoughts in your head? I mean, what would that feel like if you believed that that were possible? If you give yourself just a moment to let that sink in, it would probably feel pretty amazing. And even though you might not totally believe it yet, the answer to the question is definitely yes. And you actually do it all the time. And we've talked about that in the past. So I won't go into a lot of detail here. But um, I do want to give just two examples of times when you use thoughts um, to change how you feel about something. Okay, the first one is when you see the youngins (laughs) and they have kind of a new style and they're, you know, wearing baggy jeans and um, the style, the the middle part is back, you know, whatever, all of these different things that people are wearing. And when you first see it, you're like, oh, that looks so bad. Oh, I just hate it. I would never be caught dead wearing something like that. And then over time, as you interact with more people who start dressing this way and um, eventually your thoughts start changing (laughs) and you start thinking, oh, that's that's kind of cool. I want to wear that or that's so cute. I want to have that. And. Because you have these new thoughts about the circumstances, the circumstances didn't change because the clothes are the same as they were a couple months ago when you first started seeing them. But your thoughts started changing about the circumstances, and all of a sudden you start thinking, oh, I actually want to dress like that. And you go out and get some mom jeans or something like that. And your, your circumstances did not change just your thoughts about the fashions and eventually you think, oh, that's super cute. And then it'll change again and you'll look back at pictures of yourself during this time and think, what was I thinking that looks so horrible? <laughs> and that's how fashions go. They're always changing and we adjust our thoughts to those and that creates a different feeling in ourselves of either loving or hating um, current fashions, Okay. Another um, example of us kind of changing the way that we feel is um, when, let's say, you have a, a frustrating day at work and you're telling yourself some stories in your head and creating some extra pain for yourself, and you come home and you just kind of want to vent. And maybe, let's say, maybe you vent to a friend, and they're a really supportive friend, and they hear you out and. They don't judge you for your feelings or anything like that because that's not really helpful. They allow you to actually feel your feelings. But then as like a really loving, supportive friend, they also maybe help to give you some different perspectives about the day. Like, oh, but do you really think that, you know, your day was that bad? Let's look at these great things that you did or... Do you couldn't possibly know that they actually hated you. Let's talk about that. And they help to give you some new thoughts or like a new perspective in your brain. And you start to feel better. And the circumstances of the day didn't change because the circumstances are all in the past. The past can't change. (laughs) The circumstances just exist. And, um, but your thoughts about the day changed Um, partially maybe due to a supportive friend or partially just due to yourself. You could do the same work on yourself, even without a friend. And you start feeling better and recognizing like, oh, I can't, I can go back to work and I can take on another day. Even though it might have felt overwhelming when you first got home. Okay. So those are just a couple of examples of how our thoughts change the way that we feel about our circumstances. And um, I do want to put it one other way that I think is kind of interesting. Um, One thing that we often do is we use our thoughts to pretend like we have a crystal ball. And we look into this crystal ball and we kind of convince ourselves that we know what other people think. Like, oh, I know what they're thinking about me. They must be thinking this about me. I just know it because I've looked in my crystal ball. Or I know that this will happen, this thing will happen in the future. I just looked in the crystal ball and I know the future. And you keep using this crystal ball over and over, telling yourself a story about how your boss hates you and that you're just certainly going to lose your job and everything is going to crumble down around you. And when you believe these thoughts you get so worried, you start getting really worked up about the whole idea. When in reality, it's all a story that you've been telling yourself in your head. It's not even true. (laughs) And no matter how much you think it is true, or how much you've tried to prove it to yourself, you can't even really know what someone is thinking, or what will happen in the future, regardless. But You've gotten worried and worked up about it anyway because you believe it. And I find this extremely ironic that we kind of allow ourselves to make up stories that freak us out. We we might lose sleep over it. And then this worry keeps us from presenting our most authentic selves at work or in whatever circumstance. I'm just using that situation of work. And we say that this is okay and normal. But if we use our thoughts to um, help us create feelings of excitement or confidence or motivation, that these thoughts that we've created are somehow delusional or maybe even toxic. Isn't that ironic? Oh, it's just sad to me. And that brings me to the second point, which is about toxic positivity. And if you've listened to the podcast, podcast for a while. You might already know my views on this, but again, I just have to ask, which of those two stories is more toxic? The one where you pretend you know the future and get discouraged or the story where you don't know the future, but you're going to lean in, believe in yourself, have your own back, create joy along the way, regardless of your circumstances. Which one is really more toxic. (laughs) I do believe in toxic positivity. Okay. But that's not really what this is. Okay. Toxic positivity is a type of emotional avoidance where a person pretends that they don't experience uncomfortable emotions. And, um, They do have things that they're worried about, but they kind of brush it under the rug and pretend to smile. And that is not creating joy for yourself. That's actually creating more emotional pain and then just pretending the pain doesn't exist. And so that's not what I promote. That's not what I teach clients to use. And it doesn't actually create more joy anyway. So more joy for me looks like a decision to have my own back even if i screw up at an audition like i'm still going to choose to feel the feelings of singing in the audition and and feeling sad about it but i'm not going to create extra sadness by believing delusional thoughts i'm going to really choose to lean in and love myself have my own back feel my feelings and create some joy about what I learned in that experience, do you see the difference? Toxic positivity versus feeling my feelings, creating joy um, creating joy also could look like um, choosing to feel calm for me when my child makes a bet a mess and um, which happens regularly and um If I believe that my child shouldn't make messes and I believe that distorted thought and I lean into that thought, then it gets stronger and stronger and I get more and more frustrated. But if I just choose to believe that children are supposed to make messes and that it's an opportunity for me to practice loving them, it's an opportunity for them to learn what it's like to love themselves when they make mistakes and how to fix their mistakes by cleaning up a mess and all of this. If I allow all of that to happen, I can experience joy when my child makes a mess. And then the most amazing thing is that I get to interact as a parent to my child with more of my complete heart rather than just an immediate... Knee jerk reaction of frustration. Okay. Another way that, or another um, vision of joy for me is kind of living the joy that I would like to have years down the road. So hopefully, I don't know the future because I don't have a crystal ball. (laughs) But the future that I do envision for myself is one where I'm a little more financially stable. And I'm able to work on projects um, that I've always wanted to because I've got that stability. Uh, You know, I've got this dream home that I'd like to have and things that my wife and I want to do together, some traveling. And all of those are uh, things that are kind of circumstances that we hope for ourselves in the future. And I really do believe that these things are possible for me, even though I don't know the future but it doesn't really matter what my future is. (laughs) You know, I could definitely get in an accident and my throat could be damaged and my singing career could be over. Like, why not? Anything is possible. And anything that happens will be an amazing life teacher for me. It doesn't matter if it... um, ruins my career or ruins my family. or You know what I mean? All of these things can be amazing teachers for me if I have the right mindset for it. But in the meantime, while I'm kind of waiting for the future, waiting for my dreams to come true, my career dreams and leaning into that, why, why not feel some joy right now? Like, why not notice that i actually have enough to survive in this very moment the universe has kept me alive at this exact moment and i can celebrate that and i can feel joy for that and <laughs> i did think of the quote from monty python and the holy grail where they're bringing out dead bodies and the one person's like i'm not dead yet <laughs> and it's like you know what i'm not dead i am alive and my aliveness means that I get to experience all of the ups and the downs and all of it mixed together and kind of embrace my reality. Even if things are hard, and I know that there are so many people that have far less than I do, and, and that doesn't matter. All of us can kind of embrace this feeling of being alive. So no matter what my current circumstances, I like to remember that I have as much potential for joy right now as I will have when I'm retired, living in my dream home, running that um, kind of charitable organization that my wife and I have dreamed about for years. I get to feel joy now. And just like I'll, I'll feel joy then. and you. Deserve that for yourself too, regardless of your circumstances. Um, That is just a joyful thought for me. I am capable of joy right now, and I'm worthy of joy right now. I can get through the distorted thoughts that say that life shouldn't be like this. I shouldn't be like this. There must be something wrong with me. I just never get things right or whatever, and start to embrace reality, and enjoy it. Okay, so this actually reminds me of an episode, or well, the whole series actually of the show, Alone. And we watch a season of that. And it's these wilderness survival folks, pr- professionals, and they go out to a very kind of extreme remote locations, and they try to survive for as many days as they can without any help from any other humans. They have to build their own shelter and find their own food and find their own water, keep themselves warm. And the season that we watched, they were in the Arctic, and it was freezing cold. (laughs) But it was amazing to see the highs and the lows of a person who literally almost has nothing Like there's almost nobody in the world who has as little as these people. Um, But they feel so much joy when they catch one fish after they've been hungry for days and days and days. And then they feel all the lows. Just maybe even in the same hour, you could experience all of those feelings. And of course, these people, they do have the luxury of having you know, an emergency button that they can push basically on a phone of saying, come save me. And not everyone has that, but I really do believe that anybody, regardless of circumstances, is capable of feeling joy and um, discovering thoughts um, that create joy. So the person who caught the fish, for example, you might think, oh, well, it was the fish that made them joyful. But let's say you were in that same circumstance and all you had to eat for three days was one fish, would you feel joyful? (laughs) But the circumstances are exactly the same. And for one person, it makes them feel elated. And for one person, it sounds depressing and horrible. And so really it is the thoughts of kind of the, the thoughts surrounding the circumstance of look at this beautiful fish that I have. And it will help me to survive versus, oh, I don't, I don't like fish or I don't, I'm not getting enough food or whatever it is. And it's all based on a thought. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I just love it. So, yes, yeah, seeing through distor- distorted, pain-inducing thoughts and trying to see the truth. And the truth is that the universe has provided for my needs for my whole life and in this moment, and everything is my teacher, and that I am as capable of happiness now as I will ever be. In fact, I'm also as capable of uncomfortable emotions as I will be thinking back to that story that I was telling about when I'm retired. I'm just as capable of uncomfortable emotions as I will be once I've accomplished all of those dreams right? I'm capable of happiness now. I'll be capable of happiness then. I'm capable of uncomfortable feelings and I will be then too. So if I spend all my time thinking that I need to feel horrible right now so that I can feel happy later, I'll probably feel really horrible once I get to where I am trying to go and I'm still experiencing all the human emotions that I have right now. And that would be a shocker, my friends. So don't be shocked. Train yourself now to feel all your feelings and create more thoughts of joy right now. You're worthy of joy. I truly believe that. Just like the mother I coached this week, just like myself as I prepare for Christmas and my kids and anyone else who is suffering or feeling loneliness around the world far more than I am, don't use joy as a way to hide from your feelings. Don't make it toxic. And don't be a martyr, thinking that it's somehow more holy or more desirable, desirable for you to create feelings of worry and stress in your life while avoiding joy. Those are some of the most distorted thoughts that you can have. So don't believe it. And if you would like to discover some more joy for yourself as an artist, as a human, as an employee, or whatever you do, Check out my website at evandunn.com, and let's chat. Let's sign up for a session and start discovering some joy for you. I cannot wait to get to know you better. So, my powerful friends, it's time to stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage in Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you. So please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material.